As you know, we've been in a prayer series uh, the last several weeks, and today we're going to be talking about the prayer of healing. And I did say the prayer of healing because uh, one of these days I will preach a series on healing, and it'll be a lengthy series because there's so many uh, scriptures concerning healing in the Word of God. It's unbelievable, all the scriptures that God has given us. Now, but I do today, I do want to set a foundation, and that's what this is. This is just a foundation to get you thinking that healing is one of the promises and one of the blessings that comes with being a child of God. If you're a child of God, raise your hand real quick, real quick. All right, some of you need to be saved. No, uh, so and you know, and, and I have told you before, it's just like finances or, or anything else. Any promise, any promise of God, you can get on the ditch on one side, and it's all about healing, or it's all about finances. Or you can get in a ditch on the other side and you say, oh, I don't believe in that. Or, oh, I don't believe in healing. I don't believe in financial prosperity. And you can get in a ditch on either side. Now, I really think what we need to do, we just need to go with what the Bible says and just stay in the middle of the road and stay hooked up with God's Word and stay hooked up with Him, and I think we'll be safe. That ditch is no good, but that ditch isn't no good either. So let's just stay with Him. And that's why, I'll tell you what, I preach on healing. I have seen healings in my life. I've seen, I have prayed for people and they've been instantly healed. I prayed for a lady one time. She was sick, sick, sick. She could barely hold her eyes open. She was at work. Uh, she was at work and she could barely hold her eyes open. And, uh, and I, I just asked her, I said, you know, can I pray with you? And, you know, when you get sick enough, you want prayer. All right. You don't care if it's in public, at school, or what. If you get sick enough, you don't care where it's at, you want prayer. And that's where she was. She was at work. She was waiting for her relief to get there before she went home. I simply prayed for her in the name of Jesus and asked God to touch her and heal her, and I, and I left. I went outside, uh, came back in 10 minutes later, and she was completely different. God had touched her, and she, she said, Are, yeah, praise God. That's... And she said, it was funny what she said. She said, are you with Oral Roberts or something like that? I said, no. No, I'm not with Earl Roberts. I'm just a servant of Jesus Christ. But that's not the reason I preach on healing. My family, we need healing in my family. And that's not why I preach on healing. The reason I preach on healing is because it's in the Word of God and it's undeniable. That's why. You know, it's really odd. Uh, it's really odd when Jesus walked the earth... He healed the multitudes, and the Pharisees didn't have a problem with that at all. They thought that was great, right? They thought it was great. But the moment he said that he would forgive them of their sins, then what happened? Then they all got in an uproar, right? They all started blaspheming, saying, he's a blasphemer, he's a blasphemer. 
But he could heal all he wanted. But just don't, you know, don't forgive them of their sins. Now, isn't it odd that today it's almost exactly the opposite? You can preach almost in any church in America. You can preach that Jesus saves and everybody will say amen. But sometimes you go talking about healing. They're saying, oh, no, no, no. So what's up with that? I don't understand that. Right. So some people say that God doesn't heal our physical bodies anymore. And they say that it, that it stopped at the last passing of the apostles. But you know what? You can't find that in the Scripture nowhere. You can't find that. In fact, the, the Bible says that, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says, God says, I am Lord and I change not. So why do we say he's changed? So the reality is that the world changes, we change, everything around us changes, but God doesn't change. And that's why I had a guy ask me just the other day, well, how can the Bible be relevant today if it was written 2,000 years ago? And I said, because it's alive and active and it's the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Yes. Young people, this, this book right here is 2,000 years old, and it's still relevant in a world today. Amen. Amen. This book will lead you, you don't know this, but this book will lead you to what will really satisfy you and make you content in life. Nothing else will. Amen. You can search the world over. How's that hee-haw song go? Search the world over. How does that go? Till I found true love. <laughs> no, not really. I already found it years ago. <laughs> years ago. So God doesn't change. We change, but God does not change. And that was a scripture. Those were just a little bit of the things I was thinking about when I mentioned a few weeks ago that we should never allow the things that we see or the action of man to change our faith in God. We should never allow the actions of a man to override our faith in the Word of God. We should never do that. Because if we do that, we're being led by sight and not walking by faith. So we have to base what we preach and what we focus on, we have to base that on the Word of God. So it's safe to say that not every believer in Jesus, not every believer believes in healing. It's true. Not everybody does. Not everybody believes in healing. But let me ask you this. Where does faith come from? Come on, guys. Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh by and hearing so, so if we, I really think the reason we don't see near as many healings as we should is because nobody preaches on it and nobody talks about it. And therefore, we don't have faith for it. You know, I, I learned a long time ago that, that whatever you preach, that's what you get. If you preach salvation all the time, that's what you get is salvation. Amen. Amen. I was preaching one time. You know, and, and uh, I was preaching on healing, and this lady come up after, afterwards, and I knew she was headed right for me with a beeline. I thought, oh, boy, here we go. 
Oh, yeah, here we go. What's this going to be about? And she said, you don't think everybody's going to be healed, do you? And I said, no, I don't think that at all. But I told her, I don't think everybody's not going to be saved either, but I'm still going to preach salvation, right? I mean, we got to, you know, we got to preach what the Bible says. It, It preaches salvation, but also teaches healing too. So praise God, we just, we just want to put out the word and let God take care of the rest. So praise the Lord that we have the opportunity to walk in all the blessings of God. You know, that's just one thing I want for this congregation. I want whenever you get to heaven, I don't want God to say, well, here's a list of things that, you, that I bought and paid for on the cross, but you never walked in. I don't want that. I want him to say that you walked in all the blessings I had for you. Has anybody ever gave a gift to either your child or someone else and they didn't appreciate it? Have you ever done that? A lot of people have. Well, see, that's that's the way way God feels. If we don't walk in what was bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ, if we don't exercise and move and find out what the Word of God says and find out is what ours ours as believers, God, you know, God has to be a little bit disappointed, not disappointed in us, but just let down because there's so much more that is bought and paid for for us, but we're just not walking in it. That's right. That's right. So, let's look at a couple of things here. I want to, we're going to get some scriptures, but before we do, I've got lots of scriptures and, and we won't get to half of them. But here's what I want to tell you. I want to set this foundation. Look at the world, the way it is. It's so messed up. We know that. The truth is we live in a fallen world. Do you just know that? We do. In fact, 2 Corinthians 4.4, I don't have that scripture for you this morning, but 2 Corinthians 4.4, it says that the devil is the God of this world. Little G, little God of this world. That's what the scripture says. And that's also why the scripture says that we, if you're a believer, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Because, see, the world has fallen, but after you receive Christ, you're not cursed no more. You're not fallen no more because now you're a child of God. Ephesians 2 says that we used to be children of wrath or children of judgment. We're not children of judgment no more. And it says that we used to be children of wrath, children of judgment, but now we're children of God. We're children of promise. We're children of blessings. Praise the Lord for that. This is what I want to tell you. This is very important. To have a foundation on healing, this is very important. The bad things that happen to you in life is not God's will. We live in a fallen world. And the devil runs havoc in this world. The, the scripture is very clear about that. The painful situations that you have. John 10.10, 10, a classic scripture. My son Ori, he knows that scripture by heart. 
And it says that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he don't care who he, who he does it to. There's people here today, he's done it in my life. He stole from me. And the very next words that Jesus speaks, after he says that the, the Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Jesus said, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the fullest. He says, I have come that you may have life and have it abundant. You see, there's a line right there. The bad things are from the devil. The good things are from God. Now, see, some will disagree with that. Some will argue that. And, 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 they, and here's what they say. They say, well, if it happened, it had to be God's will. Let me tell you this morning, listen carefully. Some people say, if it happened, it had to be God's will. Let me tell you, that is not biblical at all. That is not biblical at all. Let me tell you what would happen if God had his will upon this earth. We would all walk in complete forgiveness. That's what we would do. We would all bring our tithes to the storehouse. We would all pay our tithes, right? We would all, like Matthew 22 says, we would all love God with all of our heart, strength, and soul, and we'd love our neighbor as ourselves. Do you know what this world would be like if God's will was done on this earth? It would be like heaven. We're not in heaven yet. We live in a fallen world where 2 Corinthians says that the devil, the little g, the devil is the god of this world. And that's why there's so much heartache. That's why there's so much suicides, so many accidents, so much chaos The Bible says that God is a God of order, and everything should be done in order. Do you see any order in the world today? No. I'll tell you where there's order at, where God's will is done. That's in heaven. That's where where there's order at. So I want you to, you've got to get this straight in your mind if you'll ever have a foundation for healing, and we haven't even got to all those scriptures yet. But you've got to know that God is not out to get you. He is not out to punish you. He's not going to put sickness. He's not going to put addiction on you to teach you a lesson. You know what he sent to change us and to guide us and direct us? He sent his word. He he don't put, put bad things on top of you to change the direction. Now, granted, sometimes the farther we get away from God, we make our own messes. Amen. But the fact is, we live in a fallen world, and it is a mess. In Genesis, I mentioned a few weeks ago, in Genesis, uh, the creation, we see that God looked at creation, everything that he created, he said, man, that's all good. God said, everything I made was good. He didn't say, oh, I see cancer there. Oh, I see poverty. Oh, I see tragedy. I see suicide. I see heartache. No, because that was before the fall of man. That was before Adam and Eve introduced sin into the world and the world fell. See, that's what God wanted. 
But see, God loved us so much and he loves you so much that he gives us a choice. You know, you had a choice to come here today. You had a choice to raise your hands. You had a choice whether to sing praises unto him. You have a choice to read your Bible. You have a choice to follow God or or to go sin right after church. See, that's how much God loves you. Let me ask you husbands something. Does any of you husbands have bars on your uh, home? Don't, if you do, don't, don't, don't raise your hand if you do. <laughs> David Brown, you don't have. <laughs> so, so husbands, you do not have bars to hold your wives in, do you? Or your children, do you? No. You want them to stay there because they love you. And they love you enough to, if, you, if they have to leave, they, they love you enough to let you leave. They don't handcuff you, right? Right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Exodus 15, 26. We got just a few minutes. We're going to go through several scriptures. And we will pick up on this later on, on healing. We're just going to touch on a few today. I hope to get through this. Exodus 15, 26, for time's sake, we're going to go, this is talking about the children of Israel. I'll go ahead and read it. And it says, he said, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord and your God, in other words, that would be his word today. If you listen carefully to his word, the voice of the Lord, and do what is right in his sight and obey his commandments and keep all of his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I have sent on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. What does that say? For I am the Lord who heals you. Now that's talking to the children of Israel. Now we'll talk about that in just a moment, but it's important to notice that that is spoken to the children of Israel and God says, I am the Lord who heals you. Psalms 103, one of my, one of my favorite passages. We'll look a few days later on, we'll look at some more. Right here he says, he forgives all of our sins and then what does he do? Heals all of our diseases. Now see, now what a lot of critics will say, opponents to, ble- to healing, and I don't know why anybody would be against healing anyway. I mean, here's the thing. If somebody gets healed, you know God done it. If somebody gets healed, God gets all the praise and worship. I just, I don't understand that. I don't know why they would want to deny what the Word of God says. And it says, now what some people do, they, they say that all the he- scriptures on healing, that's talking about when we get to heaven. How many have heard that? Yeah, we'll all be healed when we get to heaven. I've heard that time and time again. But that's not what this says. It says, he forgives all my sins. Well, are you forgiven now of your sins or will you wait until you get to heaven to be forgiven? You're forgiven now, right? You ask Jesus into your heart, right? You're forgiven right now. So, so that healing, he heals all of our diseases. That's talking about on this earth. That's one of the privileges that I was talking about earlier. That's one, those two are some of the main privileges of being a child of God. You see, this is for the children of God. It's not for the world. But we want them all to get saved so they can walk in these privileges too. Right? Let's look at another one. I've got so many scriptures today. Isaiah 53, 5. Isaiah 53, 5. We've got that? 
There we go. Yeah, let's go ahead and go to five. And it says, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sin. He was beaten so we could be whole, and he was whipped so we could be healed. He was whipped so that we could be healed. New American Standard Version. That was the New Living Translation. New American Standard. I think we got it for you too. It says, but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. That chastising of our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourgings or wounds or stripes, some translations say, we were healed. And of course, that's talking about now. You see, the promises and blessings of God that were bought and paid for us, they are for here in this world. Not when we get to heaven. When you get to heaven, you won't need to be healed of anything. You won't need your sins forgiven when you get into heaven. You've already been forgiven. Glory to God. There's not going to be no sickness there to attach itself to you. It's talking about right now. It's talking about the here and now. Thank you, Lord. Now, see, here, here's another argument. Now, put this in your, a block in your foundation on healing. Now, and here it is. Some people will argue that these scriptures that we've looked at and healing in general, they argue and say that healing was just for the children of Israel. How many have heard that? God's chosen people. A lot of people, that they argue that. Oh, healing's not for us today. That was just for the children of Israel. Well, that is so unbiblical also. That is not right either. Romans eleven seventeen. We've got that for you here. What translation is that? Do we know? Romans eleven seventeen. 17? Yeah. And it says, that's a different translation. I'm going to read this one first and we'll go from there. And it says, and you Gentiles who were branches, drop down just a little bit and you'll sit there. And you Gentiles who were branches from a wild olive tree, it says, you have been grafted in. That's talking about you. It's talking about the Gentiles. See, we are Gentiles. And it says, right down there, see where I'm at. And you Gentiles who were branches from an olive, wild olive tree have been grafted in, so now you also receive the blessings God has promised to Abraham and his children. See, we've been grafted in. I'm sure you have heard that. We have been grafted in with the children of Israel. So no longer is just Israel the, his, God's chosen people, but the Gentiles are too. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're one of God's chosen, chosen people. Amen. And that just means that all them promises about healing, that means they belong to you too. Galatians 3.9 Galatians 3.9. Go ahead and go to 9 there. Galatians 3.9, it says, so all who put their faith in Christ. Who's put their faith in Christ? Okay. If you haven't, we encourage you to do so. So it says, so all who put their faith in Christ share in the same blessings Abraham received because of his faith. 
So see, it's because of your faith in Christ, you receive these things. Because when you become a child of God, all of a sudden, you inherit these promises. Not because of anything you've done. All you've done is just put your faith in Christ. And Christ bought and paid for everything. Well, I really thought, I'm, I'll tell you, it's not always true, but I'm preaching a lot better than you're letting on today. <laughs> <laughs> the things a guy has to do to get an applause, I tell you, I don't know. <laughs> Galatians 3.9 in the New American Standard, I'm not sure if we've got that or not. Hey, we do. It says, so then, those who are of faith, and that's what we are, we're of faith, are blessed with Abraham the believer. That's just another way of saying the same thing. So let's go just a little bit farther, and let's see what Peter said to the Jews and to the Gentiles. 1 Peter 2.24. 1 Peter 2.24. Now, this is, this is Peter when he goes to the Jews, and he's preaching to them, but he is also preaching to the Gentiles. And, and notice, Peter don't make a distinction between the Jews and the Gentiles. Notice what he says. And he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross though, so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. And by his wounds, we are healed. And Peter said that to everybody. That includes the children of Israel, and it also includes you. Glory to God. New century version. I, I love the new century version. This is my wife's favorite version. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Christ carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we would stop living in sin and start living for what is right. And you are healed because of his wounds. That's why. That's what it amounts to. Praise you, Lord. Bow your heads with me, please. Heavenly Father, we worship you today. We praise you for all that you do. We thank you, Father, for ministering and hearts being open toward you. And, Father, we just thank you, Father, for the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit resting here and speaking to hearts and speaking to minds. And, Father, we just pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You know, last week, we've done something a little different last week. And what we did, I asked you, if you had a need, whether it was in your body or in your life or in your family, whatever need that was, I asked you for you to have the spiritual truth that was the answer to your problem. And I really think as the days goes on, I, I think we'll probably continue with that. Those that are going to get baptized, well, I meet Kevin Lowe right over there by the door. He's got his hand up right over there on the east side there. <clears throat> I think we're going to continue with that. <clears throat> because, and, and this is why. There is not a person in here that does not go through struggles. There's not a family in here that hasn't had crisis. 
hasn't had heartache, hasn't had deaths. There's not a family in here. <clears throat> so, so we all know <clears throat> it's easy to know the problem. And I, I've had this attitude in business for years. It's easy to look around and tell what the problem is. But what we got to have, we got to know what the answer is. And that's why last week I asked you, you don't have to know where it's at in the scriptures. You don't have to know the full verse, but you need to know the spiritual truth. And on that thought, let me just, let me throw something in here. It's far more important to have those spiritual truths in your heart than to be able to quote the Bible from front to back and not have none of it in your heart. That's what you want to strive for. You want to strive to get the spiritual truths in your heart. It don't matter if it's John 3, 16 or where it's at in the Bible. If you don't have that spiritual truth in your heart, it's not, it's not going to help you none. So that's the reason I'm going to ask you to do that. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. If there's anyone here today, bow your heads with me, please. If there's anyone here today that's never received Christ as Lord and Savior, I encourage you to come forward. Come forward and just humble yourselves before Him and admit that you've done wrong and ask Him to come into your heart and forgive you. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. If you've never done that and you'd like to do that this morning, let me just very quietly just raise your hand. Very quietly. I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? Anybody else? It's so important not to put it off. The Bible says that today is a day of salvation. Right now. You see, we don't know. The book of James says that life is but a mist or a vapor. It says we're here for a little while and then we're gone. And you know what? Let me tell you what I've found out. I have found out if you live here for 80 years, life seems like a mist or a vapor. If you've been here for 20 years, life seems like a mist or a vapor. No matter how many years, it's so short. It's so short. Anybody else, please raise your hand. Praise you, Lord. Shall we pray? You want to come up or you want to stay right there? All right, come ahead, brother. Come ahead, brother. Glory to God. Praise you, Father. Glory to your name, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Or slip out there and get Justin, would you please? Thank you, Lord. Uh, this is Justin's brother. And... Uh, and we're just, uh, we're thankful. Will you pray after me, brother? You know, everybody in here has done things wrong. Every one of us. And the, and the one thing that we all have in common is that changed us. We've all put our trust and our faith in Jesus Christ. And that's the only thing that makes us any different than anybody anywhere around the world. That's the, and that's what's going to make you different. But when Jesus comes into your heart, the Bible says that he takes out that old heart and he puts in a heart of compassion, a heart of love. Pray after me. Heavenly Father, 
I come to you now. I know I've done wrong. I've made mistakes. And I'm not proud of them. But this day, I turn from them. And I'm going the other way. I'm going to follow you for all the days of my life. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and forgive me and change me and fill me with the Holy Ghost that I may walk in victory and love and mercy and power and strength. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Glory to God. Glory. Come here, Justin. Now I ask, uh, I asked Justin to come back out because there's one more thing the Bible, the Bible declares for you to do, and it says to speak it with your mouth. So I want you to turn around there to Justin and tell him what you just done. <laughs> yes, Lord, fill them up and strengthen them, Lord. Bless them, oh Lord. Bless them, Lord. Strengthen, Lord. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.